everybody and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. We're here after the game against Fulham. My name is Dave. Unfortunately, no Matt uh, this evening. He's uh, feeling a little bit poorly, bless him, but I'm sure he'll be back <laughs> next week. But I'm not alone alongside me today. I've got our beautiful co-host. We'll start off with Jordan Russell. Jordan, how are you keeping, man? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good. Thank you. All good. And uh, also, obviously, Mr. Finners. Finn, how's it going? Yeah, all good. Thank you. We turn up for the nil-nil draws. Matt's fine. It's just he no, don't fancy it. Just, but we yeah, turn up. Fancy, We're here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was always going to be talking about the uh, game last weekend against Fulham. Uh, despite it being a goalless draw, still lots to take out of the game. Um, look at ahead uh, of the Spurs game as well. Got our Betmate preview for that one. If you want to get involved in the Betmate game, obviously it's uh, in the description of the podcast. And then we've got your questions as well. George, you weren't climbing mountains this weekend, were you? So you were able to see the game live. <laughs> what what did you? Uh, what were your initial thoughts of the match overall? Um, overall, I thought we played. I thought we played quite well, you know. And I know that probably goes up against the grain that there's people will be moaning. You look at Fulham at home, and typically you think it's got to be a three point game, newly promoted side. Like I said last week, Fulham historically shit away from home in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of positives in there. Um, I know we'll get into that in a bit more detail, but I do think as well with the penalty so late on the game, you've got to look at it as a point gained rather than two lost with the fact that Jose Sol made the save. Um, there's plenty to build on. There's, you know, we're screaming out for a striker. You know, it's obvious. Um, mm. But yeah, that was the only thing that was missing really, I think, from a, a decent decent performance for overall. Yeah, Finn, there was plenty of chances. Early doors as well. Neto had one. But mm. I think it, initially he was, he was given his offside. I've seen the replay and he was actually onside. Um, the Neto one, Huang had a chance as well. And then obviously the big one is Neto's open goal miss and Pedenti's miss. How on earth has neither of them gone into the back of the net? I know. The, the Neto one, to be fair, the screenshot does him dirty a little bit. It's, just, it's yeah. a bad touch, isn't it, that, sort of, that comes across. But yeah, those two or three chances... You had to take one because that in those first ten minutes, Fulham were there was like the high line, there was spacing behind, and you knew they're not stupid. Once we've had two or three bites of the cherry, they go right. We've got to change this up here. And again, uh, none of those chances fell, so we've got to take one of those. And then it's a really frustrating game after that, really. Um, but no, it's like with the Neto one. I think Wang should have probably passed it across to Neto on the second chance uh, instead of shoot. And that, like basically, they should have done the reverse thing on all of them. Um, but that's Wolves. Uh, if we don't score many goals, hopefully that will click. And we, we said that in the Leeds game, we're going to say it now that we're nearly there. There's flashes of brilliance, but we do need someone to put it in the back of the net. If those three can't learn, those four can't learn. But yeah, we'll see. Could be an entertaining season, but very frustrating. Yeah, George, I, I'd seen a stat earlier and I, I didn't realise this now. I think it's 36 goals two years ago, 38 goals last year for Wolves. That's less, averaging less than a goal a game, which is obviously very dis disappointing for Wolves. We're creating the chances, aren't we? What is the issue? Is it, you know, are we lacking that striker? Is it just the right person in, in the middle of the box that's going to be putting these chances away? I think so. And it's one of those things where natural goal scorers are so hard to come by. And I always, yeah. I always feel like you can't teach it. That person's been in the right place at the right time. You almost have a knack for it. And we haven't got anyone like, well, certainly on that 11 on the against Fulham, there's no natural yeah. goal scorer. I think Raul potentially is um, but we desperately miss that typical number nine who's going to put the ball in the back of the net for you and yeah I think Tim Spears said earlier it's like we've ordered like ordering five steaks not ordering your chips sort of thing like we've got all these like wonderful players wonderful attacking players and 
you just need someone in there to put the ball in the back of the net and we're screaming out for it. And maybe it's me being a bit um, partisan with Wolves, but I, I generally do feel like we're going to batter someone soon. Like It's just all going to click. Someone we shouldn't be, be beating, but I think we're going to end up scoring four or five goals. And I don't know why. I could be completely wrong and it could be a really overinflated opinion. But I do yeah, generally yeah. think we've got the, everything there to actually go and batter someone. Really Let, let's hope that's on Saturday to be against Spurs. I mean, I, I remember even under, under Nuno, you know, we had a couple in the championship, we had a couple of big wins, but it's like every week we're thinking, oh, we could knock three or four past these if we really wanted mm. to. And it, and it happens, I think, you know, we're creating the opportunities, aren't we now? I know we haven't, you know, we've only scored once in the last two games, but we have created the opportunities. Finn, second half quieting down a little bit, we had the big chance. Uh, which was the Morgan Gibbs White chance, pretty mm. much an open goal, but it was a difficult opportunity. It, you know, it was very difficult for him to, you know, if he put that away. Yeah, I couldn't quite appreciate it from where I was sat how um, how open the goal was almost because it's like you're looking through all the bodies, and it is a difficult chance to take. But yeah, when you especially that's another one if you screenshot, it's like how's he missed? Um, <laughs> I think yeah, if if one of those four or five chances had gone in, we wouldn't be saying anything. But because they've all been missed, you do start to worry that we can't score goals. Uh, but no, I, I echo Jordan. I think we are going to smash someone. I think last year around this time, it was the Forest game, wasn't it, where we finally put a few goals past someone, albeit they were the bottom club, of the yeah. championship. But we were seeing like we're like not winning against Man United, Spurs, and then we do that against them. So hopefully, yeah, high cal- higher caliber of opposition soon. Maybe Tottenham. They didn't look too great against Chelsea. I mean, we'll get onto that. Probably not. But um, but no, yeah, I, I am confident. It's, as soon as we can start scoring open goals, um, it's just a strange statement to make in the Premier League. We should be fine. Yeah, you, you say that. Obviously, we've got Preston next week. Maybe that is the, the oh, game yeah, where, <laughs> where it could Lucky be. But <laughs> the, the interesting thing about that Preston game is, you know, Nuno, you know, historically would play a really almost rotated team, 23 team. Wolves probably haven't got the depth haven't to be able one. to do yeah. that next week. So, you know, there will be changes in there, but I think it'll still be a, quite a strong team for Wolves where you'll probably see the likes of even Adama Traore starting and, and so on as well. So I'm obviously looking forward to that one as well. Um, Jordan, the the other main talking point really was the the penalty. Um, Fulham we restricted them quite well. They had the free header in the first half, which you know Neves did really well to to clear just in front of Jose Sar. Not too sure what happened there, but the penalty. Eight Nori, such a talented player, a player with huge potential, but he's got these just daft errors in his game. We saw it against Leeds. That's another one again on a, on on Saturday. What what did you think of that situation? Um, it just switched off, hasn't he? That's ultimately switched off. Didn't know the, um, the player was coming in behind him um, and just took him out. There's no, there's no argument. It's a penalty. It's just one of those things where I think he's a little bit imperfect still. He's a little bit unpolished, and that's why he's at Wolverhampton Wanderers. He's not the complete article yet. He's a phenomenal talent, um, but he's going to have these ricks in him, and we saw it again on Saturday. Like. Switch off the half second in the Premier League, you get punished for it. It's one of those things, you know, if you're in the Championship, you probably get away with it, but we're, we're far from that now. And he's not, he's almost learning on the job a little bit. Um, yeah, there's no arguments with the penalty. And I think that's sort of what Bruno was alluding to last season, a little bit when Hover got hung out to dry. He sort of collected, I think, I thought, I think it was like inadvertently a little bit of Aitnery as well, because at that time, Marcel was in the team a lot. And I think that. Yeah, I think Bruno sees a player in him, but wants him to improve. But that's he's had a phenomenal preseason. Um, I tipped him stupidly, probably for young player of the year, and he's made two mistakes <laughs> in two weeks. Um, so yeah, 
you know, he's learning. You know, it didn't cost us in the end, but we've got to. He's got to fix up a little bit, I think. But as yeah. your player of the year, like you can make mistakes, can't you? When it's player of the year, you line him out. It's fine. He'll win it this year. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we saw. You know, I, th- I think you're right, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. We saw Samedo come on, obviously, for a little bit towards the end of the game, and he looked all right. To be fair, I know it was only a small, small cameo, but it'll be interesting. I don't think Samedo will be ready. Uh, for Saturday, but you know, f- coming on from that, whether he'll be sort of see Samedo on the right and Johnny on the left, I, st- I still wouldn't be surprised to see maybe another wing back or full back come in on loan. I don't think you can rely on the three of them, um, unless you know he's really you know hoping Hugo Bueno can make the step up or even someone like Lender Keita or whatever. But I think, I think I wouldn't be against bringing in another player who could maybe even cover as a centre-half as well. Finn, like you said earlier, though, Jose Sarr made the save. I think when the penalty got given, it looked stonewall from where I was. I, I'd seen a few people say they didn't think it was a foul, but um, I don't know what game they're watching. Um, and I thought, Sarr is not getting close to this, but I'm, I'm so glad he proved me wrong. But Mitrovic had a bit of a stinker overall, didn't he? 100%, yeah. There was that one first touch that went about 30 yards into the Steve ball. It was like, yeah, he wasn't having a good day. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, if you're going to save a penalty, it was it was basically a 50-50 one because it was perfect keep height, not in the corner. So, yeah, if it had gone left, he wouldn't have got it. But right, he was always going to get that. So not giving him massive, massive credit. But yeah, it's still, still a good save. And he hasn't given it away. It's normally him giving away the penalties, to be fair, isn't it? So this is improvement um, <laughs> for Sar. But no, yeah, good save. And as you say, you, when you've saved a penalty in a game, you sort of come away. When you've got a draw, you're like, maybe that is a, a point gained and we've, we've saved ourselves there. Yeah, and, and then we cleared it, and the VIR was checking. I was like, "No, they're gonna oh, they're no, gonna order yeah. a retake here for coming into the <laughs> area or whatever." But we got away with it. And George, the, I mean, the drama wasn't over. Was it? We saw the little spat there between Gibbs White and Mitrovic. And um, this is my only—I say concern. This is my only thing about Morgan Gibbs White. He's quite an aggressive player. Uh, when he makes a mistake, he gets wound up a lot with the referees as well. He tends to snap out at people quite a lot. And it was a nasty challenge. It was a dirty tackle by, by Mitrovic. Obviously, it led to, towards an attack and he's turned and obviously started on him. Bruno Lars went out and said that both players should have been sent off. I think there's more of an argument for Mitro because, yes, a booking for both players for the confrontation, but probably another booking for Mitrovic for the tackle as well. Yeah, it's one. Of, yeah, I come away and I said that. I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't know how it's not a yellow for the tackle and a yellow for the afters for Mitrovic and for Yellow for Morgan Gibbs White. The one thing I will say about Gibbs White, yeah, he's a bit hot-headed and, you know, he's got this petulance might not be the right word to say it, but, you know, he gets, invo- gets involved in situations that need to get involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's be honest, like, I think he's, he's, he's old man or someone's told him, you know, always pick on the big guy, and it, you know, and try it, but there's no way he's winning a fight with Mitrovic. Stick him in an arm bar and make him submit, or he's just random pound him. But uh, no, it's one of you know what, though. I think on the whole, though, his, his performance was good, Gibbs White. And I think that yeah. you saw him like hassling and hurrying and making doing the dirty work. And you know, I don't mind seeing it, but there's almost a line with it. And I think like over time, you will get yourself in trouble. and and teams aren't naive enough. They'll know who they can pick on and wind up and stuff. And he could get, you know, I don't, if, I don't necessarily mind you get the red card if you're actually going to snot someone or, or it's worth it. <laughs> pushing and like pulling air and like just poking in it. Like just, if you're going to get sent off, get sent off. Like just, you know, that, that's all up. That would be my advice for him. Uh, <laughs> literally. If you're going to do it, at least 
knock him on the door, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was good. And I, I suppose it goes back to the same thing with Aiton Ori. You know, there were a couple of times where he drove the ball forward and, you know, got everyone uh, excited. But at the same time, there were a couple of times with the fancy flicks where it's just like, probably with with time, you know, with a bit more experience, you'll cut that out of your game or you'll know when, when to do it and when not to do it. So I think there were a couple of times where he'd lost the ball there as well. But the, the one thing that frustrated me as well was, and I suppose, you know, it's almost a little bit of karma because we did it a lot last season, the sort of time wasting and, and so on. But uh, rode at the goalkeeper, ball in his hands at least 15 seconds, three or four times. It's meant to be six seconds. Um, and OK, referee let it ride. I thought the referee, especially in the second half, had lost control of the game. But then when watching the Spurs-Chelsea game yesterday, the commentary and the pundits were all on about how the referees had been told to stamp down on the time wasting. Like Edouard Mendy got a very early uh, second half booking as well. And I thought, well, John Brooks definitely wasn't told about this because, you know, he, he allowed it to go on for far too long. It's it's a little bit frustrating to watch, isn't it, Finn? I suppose when you're on the on the side of the team that probably should win the game, yeah. when it was us last season, I probably, <laughs> we probably wouldn't care as much. Yeah, when we're 1-0 up against Tottenham next week, it's really funny. Um, but, but, this, <laughs> but this one wasn't. Um, but I think, yeah, well, last year, to be fair, I think they said it was the record lowest amount of time on average, like the ball was in play in a Premier League game. So they had to do something. And again, it's about consistency. It's all we ever ask and we never get it. That if, if one ref's going to do that to Mendy straight away, if they're not all following through, then what's the point? Because it just adds another layer of inconsistency. Um, but it's always going to happen. But no, yeah, it's frustrating. It was very Brentfordy. Um, but I suppose when they're in that situation, like, right, we've missed the penalty. Let's just take what we've got here. And I don't blame them because every team's going to do it. And yeah, Wolves are probably one of the worst. I know like Southampton were getting picked out for certain dark arts last year as well, like with the tactical water breaks and stuff. So... Yeah, it's, it's going to happen and we haven't had the receiving end of it. I, I was going to say before as well, like with our attacking as well, we've been in front for, what, 15 minutes this season so far. So I think we're going to be looking a lot more positive when we go in front and have that ability to play on the counter a bit more. So, yeah, we can shit out and we can look a bit more fluid, hopefully, and, and do the reverse to, to other teams. Fingers crossed. George, you mm. mentioned earlier as well about a striker. That's the obvious area that Wolves need to go for. Frustratingly, I was hoping to see a few rumours today. We've not, we've not really seen anything. Mm. What do you think about another a central midfielder as well? I think somebody else in the midfield on Saturday, just to pick up the ball and maybe drive us up the pitch a little bit more, would have would have worked as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know the obvious profile for that is Nunes. Um, mm. I still think he's waiting to see if Bernardo goes to Barcelona. He gets his dream uh, call from City. Pep. I think he's almost yeah. I think he's almost using us a little bit at this point, but. I'm not going to turn it down if we end up with him. But talking about that, though, I think, you know, I was quite impressed with Dendonk of the weekend. And, yeah, you know, like I, say, like I said last week, people made their mind upon him. He's shit, he's this, he's that. But I think if you give him a bit of consistency in a role, give him a bit of confidence, he'll be fine. And I thought he had a really, really good game. Um, broke up the play well, did the dirty stuff, covered a lot of hard yards. And, you know, yes, we would like that progressive ball carrying midfielder. But we've almost, we're not good enough, I don't think, to play with just one sitter protecting the back four. I mm. feel like we, how we play, or at least how we set up the first two weeks, is to almost let that fluid front four go and go and be the, the expressive ones and go and do that for us. I think if we replaced Den Donker or Neves and realistically, let's be honest, Den Donker with a ball carrying eight, um, Yes, we'd look better going forward, but I think it'll make us even looser at the back, basically. And it's probably something to, to look at 
Um, tactically, yeah, I, I like the thought of it, but I, I'm not 100% sure we're good enough to, to do it. But time yeah. will yeah, I, I've, I've liked Dendonker as well. And we sort of, I know we're skipping forward a little bit. I know one of the questions w w was, what are our thoughts of Dendonker after the first two games? Um, like I said last week, there were was a lot of stick for him after the Leeds game, where I actually thought he did okay. But I think I think he did a decent job on, on Saturday as well. Um, I, I think, you know, he offers that protection, but he does a lot of the dirty work. He's not going to ping 60-yard passes like Neves. He's not going to have, he'll very rarely have a go from 30 yards uh, like you know, like Neves or Martino or whatever as well. So, I think he's a valuable player to have. And there was a lot of times, like you said last season, where he never had any consistency. He didn't have a nice run in the team. And whenever he does, he seems you know he seems to be all right. Um, obviously, with Martino returning, it'll be interesting again to see whether he'll be back for the Spurs game. But I would, I would assume uh, Bruno keeps it that way. Pedence for me, Finn. I wasn't sure about his game on Saturday. He was probably. I'm not going to say one of the one of the weaker players, but he just... I say it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, you said it for me then. What, what do you think about that situation? Because I always think surely Morgan would be better on the through the middle and Pedence maybe out wide. Now we've got Guedes coming in. Maybe Guedes is that number 10. Um, mm. Something was missing, wasn't it, on Saturday from Pedence? Yeah, he, he has those sorts of games, doesn't he? He's very inconsistent. And when it like when something goes wrong for him early on, like the early booking, and then he didn't mm. really seem to recover from that. I agree. I think... There was a few times where if Morgan had an extra yard, like when we were playing the balls out wide and he couldn't quite get to them, I feel like, I don't think Pedence is rapid, rapid, but I think he's got more of a chance of getting to those and I'd like to see Morgan in the 10 a bit more. Um, but no, yeah, if they're all going to keep swapping around, it's good that you feel like all of them could play each one. Um, and I think they'll all look better once you've got someone to bounce it off that backboard that I mentioned a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> so no, yeah, not too concerned. I think Pedence has those sorts of games. And again, like, Hey, no, there's a reason he's at Wolves because sometimes he has a fantastic game, but it's not often enough. But when it is, mm. it's, it's special. It's worth it. Yeah. And we finally got to see Guedes as well, uh, um, George. I say finally. I mean, he'd only signed a few, <laughs> a few days before. <laughs> he actually signed this time last week, didn't he, when we were doing the podcast? Yeah. Um, didn't probably have the, an effect on the game as much as he would have wanted to. He tried to add that, you know, I thought with him coming on, he was a fresh and fit player. I thought they'd try and get the ball to him a little bit more, but didn't see a lot of him. Do you think he could still be in for a start against Spurs on Saturday, maybe as even as the striker? Yeah, quite possibly. I thought that he made a few intelligent runs. He looked quite lively. Like you know, it seems like he definitely got a yard of pace about him. He looked quite lively. We didn't really get the ball to him that much, but that's just that comes with time and training, like learning the patterns of play and and all that sort of stuff. So potentially, yeah, I think he's well in well in line for a start against Spurs. Like let's be honest, the. The front four as sort of we've been praising them to some extent over the last two games about the end product you you know they haven't they haven't took the chances so any one of the four could really come out for for guedes i think um see what he can do hopefully raul will possibly be back or at least fit enough for the bench as well because that gives you another option yeah. um and yeah like i think you know guedes you know he's a good player and Wolverhampton ones can't spend £27 million on a, on a player to, to be a squad player. There's a reason why we brought him, and I, I think Bruno likes him a lot, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in that starting 11 come the weekend. Yeah, and w uh, lots of options. The bench was looking a hell of a lot stronger, wasn't it? We saw Samedo coming in, we've mentioned. The Dharma Troyore as well, Finn. So we've had so many discussions over the summer and on these podcasts, and his name has very rarely been mentioned. It was almost almost felt like it was going to be a given that he was going to be leaving the club, and he still, he still might leave. You know, there's a couple of weeks left of the window. 
he came on again, probably didn't make as much of an impact as we would have wanted to because he sat a lot deeper. But what do you what do you think his his future's like at Wolves, Finn? Do you think he's I mean, if he's happy to come off the bench in games like that uh, on another day, he'd probably make much much more of an impact, wouldn't he? Yeah, and I think there's better game situations for Adama to make an impact. Like the, he, he had nothing, did he? Really? I mean, his body language wasn't great, but equally, he didn't really ever have chance to stretch his legs or do anything. Um, it tickled me as well when Guedes came on, the guy next to me went, and it, it made me think back because he was like, well, at least he ain't getting the Dendonka treatment. And do you remember Dendonka like, didn't play till like yeah, December weeks, or whatever? <laughs> yeah, he was mad under Nuno where he'd like bed him in for six months. The system. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it was good to see him. And yeah, and with Adama, I thought Samedo impressed, but Adama didn't really get a chance to, but also wasn't actively looking for the chance to as well. It was a bit underwhelming, especially like when I'd taken mates and a girlfriend that never seen him before. I'm hyping him up. Oh, he's the fastest player in the world. Watch him go. And he's just <laughs> up there. So a bit underwhelming, but I'm sure, yeah, there'll be better situations for him to come on if he does stay. I would have probably, if I, well, I probably would have just put him on the last man. Yeah. I, I they did on one corner, didn't they? Just stood him on the halfway line. I love yeah, that one. I'm not too sure why, but no. But nil-nil draw. George, was it a game we should have won, do you think? Um, it's one of those things where you've got to take your chances when you're on top in these games. If we'd have took one of the early chances, we could have quite easily gone on won that game, three or four nil. Um, I think we've conceded a penalty so late. As I say, saving the penalty, it's a point for me, it's a point game rather than two lost. Um, there's a mm. lot to take away from the game, a lot of positives. Um, for me, another thing that we haven't mentioned yet is I know we've sort of said about how bad Mitrovic was, but I thought Collins and Kilman dealt with him. Really, really well. You know, that physicality, winning the aerial balls, comfortable on the ball. We just look solid. We've had nightmares against Fulham over the years in the Championship of the Premier League where, you know, Captain Cody's been rolled and like, had nightmares. And, and to be fair, Bolly and Sace haven't dealt with him well either, let's be honest with you. So it was really good actually to see two commanding centre-halves have a real solid game. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm not going to moan about it. it. It's a point gained and... Yeah, we quite, could have quite easily lost the game with uh, conceding the penalty so late. Yeah, a nice clean sheet as well. Yeah, Collins and Kilman, rightfully so, have had a little bit of praise over the weekend. And I think we've settled into this back four. I know, you know, Saturday is going to be the first big test for it. But if we could come out of that, you know, with it, with it, another clean sheet or maybe, you know, depending on the result, you know, I think this back four is, move has been a lot better than expected. And those two are obviously going to be at the heart of that too. Still fairly young centre-halves. Um, it's going to be really exciting to see how they can can do anyway. But like I said, Saturday is the first big test for Wolves. It's a lunchtime kickoff uh, against Tottenham Hotspur, who had a bit of a, uh, a feisty game, let's say, yesterday against Chelsea as well. Finn, did you watch the game? What were your thoughts on, on that match, Tottenham versus Chelsea? Sadly not. I was in the cinema um, watching oh, no, you know, the new, new Jordan Peele one for anyone that cares. No. <laughs> um, so no I didn't catch it I've seen the highlights and I've obviously seen all the stuff kicking off with the managers but um, from what I've heard it was they were just saying that Tottenham were really lucky like decisions wise and just fortunate in general to uh, to come out with a point and I back them to to really smash it this season and I know they did okay against the poor Southampton team but from what I've heard it's given me a little bit of um, a little bit of promise and I'm a little bit more confident going into this one but you never know yeah they, they, they've got very, very dangerous players. If, if Kane, Son, Kulisevsky, they can't link up that poorly again, I don't think it's maybe a one-off, but I hope not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I'd pretty, you know, I watched the game, I'd seen the Forest-West Ham game, which had a lot of drama in it itself, and then caught this one as well mm. uh, yesterday afternoon. And Spurs were poor. I, I think they were very lucky to, you know, um, 
get a point out of the game. I think both goals sort of came against the run of play, really. And I don't know if you caught any of it, Jordan, as well. But obviously, Conte, as far as I'm aware, will not be on the on the sideline against Wolves oh, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, I think I've read, uh, I saw earlier that Ryan Mason's going to be in charge for the Spurs for Spurs on on the weekend. And I, I I'm the same as you really with that game. I thought Chelsea, I don't know Chelsea didn't win. I thought Chelsea were excellent. I thought Spurs were really abject for a team of being praised so highly during the summer with the transfer business. Um definitely coming against the run of play and it's filled with some confidence. You know, I think that actually Chelsea play very similar to what we did with not a traditional number nine. And that might be exactly what how we'll line up against them on yeah. uh, on Saturday, and the drag the back three out of place a lot. Um, and you know what? We've had some good results against Spurs away. Let's be honest, since we've been in the in the league as well. So I think uh, I'm quietly confident um, about the weekend. But like Finn sort of said, you know, Kane, Son, Kulusevski's as good as you get in really in the Premier League. And if they if they you can't give them space or chances or time because they will really punish you. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now, I think back, the back five is where Wolves have really got to get at them. And I think with this new system, with the you know the three or four attackers that we're going to have, it's it's not a strong back line, I don't think, personally. I think the wing-backs, they still don't know if Perisic is going to start at a Sessegnon. I don't think Emerson is a fantastic, uh, you know, a great wing-back. If not, obviously, Doc's going to come in. There is some talk that maybe he's going to start. And I think you can get out their centre-halves as well. So it will be interesting. But, you know, when they're at home, you've got, you have got Kane, you've got Son. Um, like you said, you've got some very good attacking players in there as well. Let's jump over to our, our Betmate teams then, lads. I don't know if you've got them uh, up and ready to roll. Um, obviously, last week uh, we had the 3pm kickoff games, uh, which plenty of you got involved in, which was great. Matt did actually win a little bit of money on that. So fair play to Matt. And I know he's won a little bit more over the weekend as well. I think I had a very average mid-table finish, which... You know, we'll take, we'll we'll grow on. Um, George, we'll start with you. If you've got your team ready, who you who you're looking at uh, starting for Saturday's game? Yeah, so I am a betmate virgin, so we'll <laughs> probably get better as time goes on with the tactics of it all and understanding the game a little bit better. Um, but I've gone for Jose Saringol, Aitnery, okay. and Emerson Royale as the defenders. Morgan Gibbs White as captain, and Kuzevsky. Um, Neto yeah. with Vice and Son making up the forwards. The reason for that is, look, I think everyone's going to go Kane captain, Son Vice or whatever. I think you've got to be bold, get your balls out, put them on the table. And if you're going to win, Rash. that's the way you do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. No, to be fair, I'm not going to slag off anyone's tactical insight because I slagged off Matt's <laughs> last week about Haaland and Haaland blank. <laughs> so there you go. Mm. Um, Finn, what are, you, what are you looking at? What's your team saying? Yeah, Kane Song Kulosevsky, um, as, as previously mentioned, back them all. Um, so I've got my balls out the opposite way against Wolves. Uh, <laughs> Captain Song. Uh, and then our vice captain, Den Donker, in midfield. Um, eight Nori, who I might go to Semedo, like if I look at the uh, look at the lineups. Do we have time? Yeah, we will have time, won't we? Here's the lineups yeah. come out. I fancy, I thought Semedo looked good. And then I've gone Perisic as well. Because it was fascinating. See, he was taking, I, I watched this, he was taking corners on one side with one foot. And uh, the other side with the other foot, and Isn't I like he? that. I've put him in, yeah, because he's like. I think he had Martino Oiter, so because he barely beat the first man whenever. Yeah, I well, yeah, they were shit, but he was still, still doing it. Uh, <laughs> and then Saring goal. <laughs> no, good, good, and there, yeah, I've gone with Saring goal as well. I've gone, I've got very Spurs heavy, unfortunately, lads. I've gone Eric Dyer and Emerson at the back. I've gone with Kulishevsky and Neves in the middle, and then Kane as captain and Son as vice up top. But 
you know, like you said, you can pretty much change your team right up until kickoff, uh, Jordan, as well. So with you being a bet mate virgin, it's not like FPL <laughs> where you, it cuts off. And once the teams are out, you can still change your team as well. But uh, that one is, is huge for this weekend, guys. There's a thousand pounds payout for that game. So um, it's five pounds in, but a thousand pound payout. So there are a link, a link to that is in the top of the description. If you're a brand new member or haven't joined BetMate before, if you type in TW5 as your referral code, you'll get a five pound free bet once you uh, play in a prize pot as well. And obviously 18 plus UK residents and gamble aware. Let's get some score predictions as well, lads. Sorry, Finn. Are you, go Wait, are you going to the game on Saturday, Finn? I am. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm um, yeah. I'm going to... Oh, I'll be optimistic to say two all. Two all. I like it. Mm. You, any any goal scorers are you going with? Do you want an exclusive? Raul Jimenez. There, oh, 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 there we go, George. There we go. Yeah. Little exclusive TW exclusive. <laughs> like, from, from Finn Morris's mouth. There we go. We'd yeah. normally wait till Bruno says something on Friday, but there you go. Definitely um, on the bench, but no, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> George, what are your score prediction? I'm going for three one wolves. I've just got. Oh, here we go. I've literally just got. To, I don't know why. This is, might be just really narcissistic of me, and like, <laughs> like I just, I just fancy. I don't know what it is I, at the moment. I just really think we're going to turn up. It's one of those games where you go, we shouldn't be winning this, but it's just typical Wolves fashion. We'll go there and do a job on them, I've, and I've got nothing to back it up with. It's just how I feel, um, and hopefully Morgan gives what's going to hat trick, so I can win the bet, mate. Pop. <laughs> beginner's luck fingers crossed no, I, no we were, it was the same last year wasn't it we went into that game against Spurs away we looked at the team Kundal was starting we didn't have much confidence so we just played them off the park early doors didn't we, we caught them by surprise got those couple of goals and it was a good win I've gone with a 1-1 prediction again I think I'd take a point we want to try and get off the mark it's going to be the biggest and toughest test for us yet uh, with the back four as well so really intrigued to see how we get on but yeah like I said guys lunchtime kickoff on Saturday so this time next week we'll see if we're uh, all happy and jubilant or depressed as we still haven't won a game after three matches um we have got plenty of questions as well which is great to see I know we spoke very quickly about transfer rumors earlier on um we will be talk I'd assume about Mateus Nunez Reports in Portugal are suggesting that Wolves are going in for one new and final proposal for the midfielder. George, you mentioned him earlier. Um, I think you're probably right. Right, it's taken this long because he's reviewing his options. Do you think there's any chance that Wolves could still get this one over the line? I think it's one of those where he. I think it's pretty nailed on. He wants to move to the Premier League, regardless. I think, and it seems like Sporting want the money or need the money because they keep, you know, keeps getting offered about. Um, it almost feels like he's waiting until the last five minutes of a nightclub. Um, he's tried, he's tried all, he's tried all the VIP girls. Now he's just after the Greggs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how it sort of feels mid, like. Mid us, but, you know, if we, uh, if we, if we, um, you know, if this is our final offer, yeah, he, he hasn't got much longer to wait, has he? I, I still, for the life of me, don't understand how Barcelona are going to afford Bernardo Silva. Which makes things that that move's not going to happen, and then we'll get him. But again, that yep. might just be very optimistic of me. But uh, yeah, Barcelona will probably print some money, and uh, they'll end up getting <laughs> Bernardo, and it'll all go around the merry-go-round. But yeah, if we can get him, bring it on. Fingers crossed, Finn. I don't, I don't know if you have any information on this. It was a mysterious image going. Well, I say mysterious. It was an image going around on Twitter. On Saturday evening, obviously the the George Mendes was there, which Finn was stood within a meter of. We saw on his vlog. <laughs> um, 
But obviously, uh, the, the Fosun and the Wolves owner was there. Jeff Shee obviously there. And there was a mysterious man on the left-hand side, which no one seemed to know who it was. I've been told, I don't know how true this is, that it was Qatari investors looking apparently to buy shares of Wolves. Uh, I've been told that by, uh, I would say, semi-reliable source. So don't quote me on it. Um, what do you what do you think of that, Finn? Any, you know, any money is good money, right? Maybe? No? Uh, uh, yeah, there's a line. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I didn't. Yeah, to be fair, that's going back to the Jimenez thing as well. Because I was in the, I was in reception and there was Mendez. I didn't see anyone um, that you would. Why were you in reception by life, Finn? Because I saw the videos. I'm pretty sure that's not North Bank. No, yeah, it was mad. So basically, I forgot to pick up my Spurs tickets because you get them with WV1. They they leave them on the desk so you can pick them up because the delivery oh, yeah. is sometimes a little bit um, unreliable. But I forgot to pick them up, so like I would move them around to reception. So like the players are coming out, I literally had to like get there was Anthony Robinson, um, someone else, and Huang. Literally, I walked to get through, and it was like it was mad. So I walked through. It's like fate, um, isn't it? It's like that's mad. Yeah, it was. So there's Mendes, Neves, Sar, and then um, Raul's dad and wife, and the new baby, the little boy. So I said, I let him, like because of because the family know me for screaming pencil sharpener about their son. Um, so I, <laughs> I had a chat to him. Nice. Um, and obviously, and the dad's flown over, so I've got an inkling he may be fit for the uh, for the Spurs game. And I spoke to Raul and said, "See you next week." And he just gave me a little smile and said, "Yes." Yeah. So that's the only exclusive that I've got. Touch wood. Um, but no, yeah, we were there to pick up tickets, um, but I didn't see any Qatari person. I was, yeah, I was going to make a bad joke there, but I'll, I'll leave that out until I'm any more. Yeah, or I can make it and we can cut it. No, we'll leave it. We'll we'll care to comment later. The only other time I bleeped something out was George last season. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, we'll refrain from commenting unless it gets more concrete and we can start making a joke. Well, yeah, we'll wait and see anyway. But that's what I've been told in regards to the possible investment. Mufosa made no secret that they want extra investment. So let's wait. It might have just been Jeff's mate. Who knows? Let's move on to the questions now. Anyway, uh, add Sid away, Jordan said, do you genuinely believe Bruno is the right man to push us to the next level if we get these two new first-team players or two more first-team players? It's one of those things, isn't it? He hasn't been back so far um, to the level or the extent you want a new manager to be back. So I still see this team as Nuno's team a little bit. I don't know, it's sort of 12 months down the line, but it's still, the core of that team is still what it was under Nuno. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say, isn't it? I like I like a lot of what I see. Um, and I don't really want to sit on the fence to a question, but I do think time will tell a little bit. If we can get, I think, look, if we get Nunes in and spend good money on him and maybe get another one through the door, it's, it, you know, it, we can judge him properly at the end of the season. But I think if we do get Nunes in and a striker or whatever that could be, then Wolves fans' expectations rise. And then mm. it's actually, where do you move that barometer? Because I think we all said pretty much like 12th to 14th, probably no, it's, it's a decent season for Wolves. But if you do get someone like Mateus, he's not coming here to be like mid-table. like you know, And Fosen aren't spending 27 on Guedes, 45 on Nunes just to be a mid-table team. Yeah. So... Yeah, the barometer changes ultimately. So, give him this season. I think we'll be able to really judge him at the end of the season if he gets the right players and his players. Yeah, I saw there was a lot of comments uh, on Saturday, and it sort of I, I did tweet about it in the end because a lot of comments on about tactical bits and bobs breaking down the tactics after just two league games, and then there were a lot of people saying that Bruno Large isn't the right man for Wolves and. 
I thought, right, yeah, the fact that, you know, this guy's changed the system. Yeah, we haven't won a game yet, but there's still lots of positives to take out the opening two games. Um, and then there were a lot of people that actually replied to me saying, like, he's not good enough. And you know, he's won one game out of his last however many. I thought, surely you can't take last season's results into account. Like, especially, it's a whole new system now. We've been backed a little bit more. Um I would have, I would have thought it was surely we would have drawn a line under last season, and you know this is he, this is his style, this is his tactics, this is his mark on the team now. If in five, six, seven, eight game time it's not worked and it's completely failed, then I understand, but there's still a long, long way to go um, with with that one. Um, Manny Singer uh, spoke about Eight Nori as well. He was asked a question about Eight Nori. What is the issue? We spoke about that already a little bit. Uh, he was asking. Tactics, poor play, head turned by links to, to Manchester City um, as as well. Um, oh, this is one for you, Finn. Liam Bagnall said, who would win in a boxing match, Matt Cooper or Alexander Mitrovic? <laughs> I don't know. He's thinking I, about it. Yeah, I back, I back well, Let's say Matt Cooper in knees because he's got dodgy knees. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. Um, I'm probably going to have to go Mitro, sorry, Matt. Especially if it was today, if he's feeling under the weather, I'll back Mitro. The big boy. What do you reckon, Jordan? I think it lasts less than a round. I think you know, <laughs> you're forgetting the, you're forgetting the Mitrovic is from Serbia, like you know, like literally, yeah, they've cut <laughs> from a different cloth, mate. So, unfortunately, yeah, I think Matt Matt would get flattened inside a round. Unfortunately, oh boy, he's not gonna be, not gonna be happy listening to this. He's I not gonna to, be happy. Again, we spoke about him a little bit. Liam Berry has asked opinions on Dendonka first two games. Me and George spoke about it a little bit, Finn. What, what do you think about him? Does he deserve any sort of criticism that he's had so far? No, over the... This is a bit bold, but probably over the first two games, if you averaged out the performances, he's probably been up there with the best player like for Wolves so far. I know he's not done anything flash, but two solid performances for me. Um, when players have dipped and maybe peaked a little bit more, I think he's been... Very consistent, and I much prefer him in that role. I know he still went forward every so often, but he's he's good at break. He just gets in the way, and it, I, I like him there. So, quite happy with him so far. Um, I'm not sure. It's like with the Nunes thing. If Nunes comes in, you're assuming Neves is going to go. Whether a Nunes, Dendonka midfield two, I don't think that works as well. If Nunes is going to want to get forward as well, um, not that I'm turning down um, a midfielder that Guardiola said is going to be one of the best in the world. Again, a bit picky, but. Oh, yeah, I, I quite like the dynamic at the moment. They're doing well. I reckon, I reckon never stays even with Nunes. I reckon a 4-3-3, something like that. I'd probably ditch the number Same. 10, mate. I think in games like Saturday's game, it would work perfectly well. But mm. who knows? You mentioned Nunes, Finn. Uh, Andrew Humphreyson, Jordan said, put a number out of 10. What do you think the possibility of assigning Nunes is? Uh, say right now, right at this minute. Right, right now, I'm saying... Three out of ten, right now. Oh. I think if it comes I'll, I'll to, a little bit higher, you know. I think if it comes to give it a fortnight, and Bernardo Silva still at Man City, maybe a little bit more. I, I still think, like I say, surely one of these big clubs are going to take him. I just, you know, if he ends up with Wolves, unbelievable. I just, yeah, I, I don't want to get my heart broken with it all, and and uh, yeah, I, I still think he'll end up one of these big, these top teams for me. What, what what day is the deadline? Is it the thirty first or the first of September? Or does no one know? Um, I, I can have a quick Google. Can't wait for that live stream already. Oh, that live stream! I just hope it's busy <laughs> for that live stream. It's failed every 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 time. 
Um, right, let's whilst you look, Finn, I'll look for a, another question as well. Um, where are we? This is this is one, George. Would you sell Morgan Gibbs White if it meant that we would sign Nunes? Yeah, well, again, it depends if Forest are going to spend the money. Like, I think mm. what we were talking about before, there's not much value in selling Morgan Gibbs White, but if Morgan Gibbs White they bid £40 million for him, and then we're going to go here you are to sport him for... Then I think it's fair to say we we all want would do that deal. Um, yeah, 100%. If, it, if we can get it, yeah, great. 100%. Have you found any news, Finn, or no? Yeah, 11pm on Thursday, the 1st of September. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, we have got about two and a half Thursday weeks to, to get the Nunes deal. Over, I'm sure they've buttered uh, George up. Uh, is he a Mendes client? Oh, Mendes will be able to sort it out for us so, either yeah. way, won't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he'll sort it for us. Uh, final question for you both then. Uh, George, front four for Spurs. If we go 4 2 3 1 again. Um, I would go with Neto, Gibbs White, Guedes. Mm, Raul. Oh, there you go. Looking at Finn just staring at me. Yeah, Raul. Yeah. Yeah. Say the line. It's going to be best. We have to. Oh, Dave, he cut out any part where we reference Raul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finn, what about you? What are you thinking? Exactly the same. That's what I was. I know it seems harsh to drop Prudence, but he did have a bit of a stinker. And I like that feels more settled if you've got Morgan in the 10 for me and then the quicker players on the wing. And the big backboard to hopefully score some goals as well as hold it up. Um, he may be on the. I think it's. He could be on the bench, but it does sound like he's going to be involved. And I'm very excited as a man who has been right. starving of a row goal in a while. So if he if he is starting on the bench, I would go with Neto, Pedence, Gibbs White, and Guedes. I still yeah. I'm still not sure what's happening with Huang in terms of. And I've said it a couple of times. I don't know. He started well again. He started well against Leeds. Yeah, he started well again on Tuesday. Team. Well, then he just yeah. goes quiet. But is it Huang yeah. or is it the team? I just can't. Mm. I think it would have been interesting to see how we got on it down the down the left on yeah. on Saturday. I think. I think mm. where again what we said last season with Wang is he's much better when he's running into space, running onto things. And the first half we're playing in between the, the fullbacks and the centre mm. halves, and he's running onto things, and he's quick. He, he look he's a threat. Um, mm. But then, like I said, there's that period in the second half where we started getting a bit trying to get be too intricate again and he's trying to drop deeper and deeper and you know my thoughts on his first touch um <laughs> get away from the ball and you've run that way that, that's what yeah. i'm saying to him and yeah, first <laughs> off, it was really really good and then there's a few groans and you can see you can tell he's he's lacking confidence he had a few i think he had two bad touches in a row and like the crowd there's a few groans and his head's down and then that's when Gwed has come on pretty quickly mm. um for him, but yeah, I, I do want it to work for him. I do like him, but yeah, I don't think he can track a football. There you go, uh, or a bag <laughs> of sand. <laughs> well, I think uh, again, thank you everyone on Twitter for sending us your questions. There are loads of questions, so uh, I think we've pretty much covered a lot of what we would, uh, what was asked uh, throughout the pod. Anyway, um, guys, uh, obviously for the BetMate game, huge prize pot. Uh, we're up against We Are Tottenham TV, a fellow. YouTube channel as well. So let's make sure a Wolves fan wins. We'll be on their preview this week and I'm sure they'll be on ours as well and uh, there'll be plenty of content coming up on the website as well. Uh, before we finish off though, Finn, where can people find you if they wish? Uh, Finn is F-I-N 
yeah, F-I-N-E-R-R-Z, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you very much. Bosh, thank you. George, what about you? Um, George Seven on Twitter. Thank you very much. I'm Dave as a party on Twitter and obviously talking walls everywhere. Fingers crossed this week there is loads of transfer rumours as well. Uh, we'll have plenty of content coming up on the channel and obviously the pre and post match Tottenham content as well. And uh, yeah, I'm not too sure on the podcast plans next week with the Preston gang. We'll probably still do our normal uh, weekly podcast anyway before that match. Uh, but yeah, if you're listening on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to leave us a five-star review. But thank you very much for listening, and we will see you all next week.